This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. 8.47am, you're with Joyce Go and Julian Ng. On the morning run, we're looking into some local business headlines. And Joyce, it doesn't seem like today is, uh, has a lot of good news uh, in the market. Uh, Felda has lost a $5.7 billion ringgit in uh, 2017. Yeah, so this is according to the second series of the AG report 2017 that has revealed that including uh, that Tabong Haji has failed to impair almost 228 million ringgit on its investments. Uh, looking at Felda, I think the report emphasised the issue of Felda was due to its serious financial position in addition to its losses of about 5.7 billion ringgit net current liabilities stood at 644 million ringgit at a company level and 2017 million ringgit at a group level. So uh, the operational cash flows are unsurprisingly as well uh, at the negative level uh, to the tune of 1.2 billion ringgit at the company level, mm. right? And uh, the debt is, is quite a lot, 7.8 billion uh, f- at the company level and uh, 12 billion uh, for the group. Uh, and I'm not, not sure whether this would uh, raise questions about whether Felder can be a going concern yeah. with su- uh, such amount of debt and not only that kind of debt, but also the ability to service those debts. Also, the AG's report, Julian, also described inconsistent recording of impairments at Tabong, Tabong Haji, totaling 228 million ringgit. And remember last Friday, Tabong Haji lodged a police report against former top executives for misuse of funds and a misrepresentation in a corporate deal. Well, that deal uh, in question is Ramunia, Ramunia Holdings, uh, which uh, was uh, the TH Heavy's previous name in 2008. So what happened was that MISC Burhardt was supposed uh, to buy into uh, Ramunia Holdings uh, through a reverse takeover. And that deal was supposed to be $3.2 billion, but uh, the deal was called off and now... Uh, and relevantly the deal was called off because of unsatisfactory due diligence mm. and now uh, as a result Tabung Haji is sitting on uh, losses as a result of that. So I guess what the, the report is highlighting is that um, they should have impaired that amount. Looking at that, they should have Absolutely. impaired a 228 million ringgit impairment amount and I think uh, questions have been raised about this. I think other names mentioned in the second series of the report includes the Inland Revenue Board because uh, apparently uh, granted a non-interest bearing loan of about 100 million ringgit to its subsidiary Yayasan LHGN without a signed agreement. So this is supposed to be, you know, when you hear the word Yayasan, it's, it's a kind of foundation, right? So it's supposed to be a charity and uh, just, I, I guess I I don't have a good word for this, but siphoning comes to mind. So if, if you siphon 100 million to a charity, then the question becomes uh, what you, what you're doing with that money, uh, and questions of whether uh, the good governance uh, comes to mind. Uh, this other deal with uh, the so-called Kumpulan Wang Industry Electric, which is uh, the electricity fund, a trust account for subsidizing the electricity industry. Now, this is very important because uh, it, uh, this would be used to manage how much money you have to subsidize mm. uh, the nation's power. Uh, 2.37 billion was invested in a fixed d- deposit account without improve uh, without approval from the finance ministry I- i'm just wondering um why is it so bad to put money in the fd account i guess this I is guess this, this is without approval yeah right? it's yeah. because it's without approval we're not sure 
maybe what what is this fixed deposit account about yeah. and where did this money come about like you know i guess questions as to uh Lines of reporting, just, yeah. uh, accountability, Again. transparency and lines of reporting, whether, uh, you know, you went through the correct due diligence to uh, make such decisions. Yeah, the report also highlighted SOXO, that's the Compulsory Employees Insurance Scheme, uh, whose accounts showed a 184 million ringgit discrepancy between employee and employer contributions. And a significant proportion of contributions from federal and state governments were not made according to procedure. So many revelations. Exactly. Uh, on, on a smaller scale, University Technology Mara was a part of the report as well in uh, giving a letter of support to its subsidiary, UITM Holdings, uh, to the tune of about 18 million ringgit. And uh, just related to this, uh, we have Ambrin Buang, who's going to testify to the PAC at 11 a.m. today. Yeah, he's going to be testifying on the claim that the AG's report on one DB was altered. Remember, um, Julian, recall how last month it was reported that the final 1MDB audit report had been tempered with and that two crucial amendments were made. I think firstly was a section which detailed uh, Jolo's presence at a 1MDB board meeting was deleted. And secondly, a number of paragraphs were deleted which audit an investigation into the existence of two versions of 1MDB financial statements for the same period, 2014. Yeah, to me, Amrin is the good guy, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see his testimony later because uh, after all, all these uh, temperings were reported by the present PAC, uh, Amrin actually said that there was no tempering. He, uh, you know, quote unquote, I was in full control of my audit report and I take responsibility to it. There seemed to be uh, conflicting statements coming mm. out of this. Actually, I think it was reported that Amrin was present at a February 22nd meeting. This was in 2016, where then Prime Minister Dr. Sri Nigel Razak directed some changes to the looking at these, uh, looking at the um, 1MDB audit report. So I guess we'll all have to wait for 11am to see what unfolds from that. 8.53, more corporate news. Bumi Amada is making huge amounts uh, of losses as well as uh, having cash flow problems. This is from the H Financial Daily. That's right. The H Financial Daily reports that Bumi Amada has told his employees that the group is facing issues pursuing new work due to the cash flow problem. I think there was an internal memo last week informing staff that despite the group's concentrated efforts to improve their situation, their financial situation, I think they've not made a substantial progress with its financial stakeholders. That's what uh, the H Financial Daily is reporting. There's this uh, debt worth about half a billion US dollars and they were supposed to restructure that is to do with unsecured short-term loans and uh, they failed to, uh, they, they missed the deadline mm. to restructure it. And I guess uh, when you want to expand your business, sometimes you need more money to expand business mm -hmm. and that money can come internally from your internal cash resources or if you don't have that, you borrow money to expand. Uh, and uh, in the absence of that, um, Bumi Amada, according to the Edge sources, uh, says that uh, you know so, some of these uh, uh, problems would uh, put Bumi Amada into a very sticky situation. Uh, and the words that were being used is that, that they're in a debt crisis now and that the company is in a high risk of bankruptcy. Very yeah, worrying. That's what uh, analysts are telling the Edge. And uh, yeah, it is worrying. I think uh, the Edge Financial Daily had earlier reported that the group might need a recapitalization exercise given its highly leveraged balance sheet you know, and far from impressive earnings. I think another option, I guess, for them is to have a cash call.
But so cash call is a is a rights issue. So you're you're going basically to the shareholders with a begging bowl and asking for more money to get over this little bit of a problem. And and the problem is whether the the shareholders would want to give yeah. you money, right? I think analysts have also pointed out, you know, their uncertainty as to whether Ananda Krishnan, who controls almost, I think, thirty five percent via Objective Bursatu, is willing to pump in fresh capital. Yeah. So uh, at the, at the end of the third quarter this year, uh, Bumi Amada is at, standing at twenty one billion. Mm-hmm. Well, looking at other corporate uh, news, I think we have Cycle and Carriage Bintang. They are selling their forty nine percent in Mercedes Benz Malaysia to Daimler AG, and I think this move comes following uh, Daimler's decision to exercise its call option over CNC's sixty six million shares in Mercedes Benz Malaysia for sixty six million ringgit. So this, uh, I would say this is a little bit of uh, good news in a landscape of bad news yeah. today, uh, seeing all the bad headlines that we've seen. Uh, 66 million, um, I think, what do you think? I think the shareholders will be quite excited with this, right? Well, but you know, Jalen, CNC has been receiving a dividend of 11.2 million ringgit from Mercedes-Benz Malaysia for the two financial years. So if you sell down your stake, you're not going to be getting the dividend. I mean, I mean depending on how much dividend they're going to pay out. But I guess um, looking at how what they're going to use the money for the when money they sell for. that stake, yeah, yes. that's going to be interesting. You, you could either um, collect dividends or you could sell the company and raise a lot of money and mm-hmm. go into new businesses mm-hmm. or you could even return that particular money to the shareholders. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the stock market today, how CNC would do on the back of this news. Uh, just another small news, uh, Signature International uh, will be delivering weaker results for its current financial year. Yeah, I think uh, the Group MD Tan Ki Chong has said that the kitchen furniture maker has been negatively impacted by lower orders and it does not uh, see this sentiment improving anytime soon. I think this would be very much affected by uh, the developments in the property sector as well. A very soft market right now mm. and the recent budget also uh, came up with some uh, proposals uh, that would hit at the property market. And of course, when you make kitchen furniture, uh, that's very linked uh, to the property market. Yeah, I think one of the group's strategies to boost net profit is to focus on expanding its retail business through dealerships. I think we're going to be looking at all these uh, stocks later on. Interesting to look at Bumi Armada. Uh, I think what is standing at 21 billion ringgit for Bumi Armada is their current audible. Okay, uh, we'll bring you the latest uh, prices from Bursa Malaysia after the 9am news, BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.